Thank you, Jason. Well, good morning. Man, I'm just so happy to see everybody here today. And you know, I can't believe that Pastor David allows hooligans like me to get up on stage. I'm just going to start with that. And you know, since it was graduation Sunday, we talked about, you know, since I'm already up on stage, that I go ahead and present the parent-child relationships. If you've been here with us these past couple of weeks, you've know, you would know that we have been going through a portrait of a healthy family as our sermon series. And so I am honored to stand up here and be able to talk about parent and child relationships. So let me ask you parents and grandparents in the house, you know, how often do you ask your kid to do something and they do the complete opposite? You know, and you know, I'm gonna confess to you, I was that kind of kid. You know, growing up, my parents would ask me to do something and I either just wouldn't do it, you know, because I was lazy and I would, I would, I would pretend like I didn't hear what they're saying. You know, I was that kind of kid. I said, you know what, what? But I was that kind of kid. And, um, and they would later come up and ask me, why haven't you done the dishes yet, Johnny? And I'd be like, oh man, I was supposed to do that? Yeah, that, that's who I was. And you see, something that's amazing about the Word of God is that it instructs us, it instructs us how to live our lives in all areas, including within the area of the family, husband and wives, parents and child, grandparents. It includes everything. And we see in the scriptures that children are called to obey and honor their parents, while parents, on the other hand, have that responsibility of teaching their child to be obedient to the Lord. So I'm going to be in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. And while you're turning there, I'm going to pray. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for who you are, God. We give praises to your name. Lord, I pray that as we get into your word today, that there be no distractions, but may we continue to worship you with our focus. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for Jesus and who he is and who he has done at the cross. And it's in his name I pray. Amen. I'm going to read. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the, in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So last week, we went over the relationship between husband and wives in Ephesians 5. And Paul moves on from from there, the husband and wife relationship, to discuss the relationship between a child and their parent. So he starts with the children, right? He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. So we can be tempted to think, that, you know, this only applies to our little ones, right? Our, our little kids need to be obedient to their parents. 
But you know, this applies to everyone. Whether you're eight, 16, 28, 50, it applies to everyone. We are all called to obey and honor our parents. So obedience has to do with action while the honoring has to do with our attitude. So even when you're grown up, out of the house, there should always be that respect and concern for your parents for the rest of their lives. So we start with obedience. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And the word Paul uses for obey means here, means to hear under, meaning to listen attentively and respond positively to what's heard. You know, when our parents are talking to us, we need to be attentive to what they say. And you know, not haphazardly filtering out the things you wanna hear, kind of listening like I did when I was a kid. And I do that sometimes now, you know. But um, you know, something else, you know, thinking about this, something else I used to do when I was, when I was growing up, talking about obedience, is when it came time to do chores. I hated doing chores. I hated washing dishes or taking out the trash. I did not like doing chores. So what I would do is, they said, Johnny, wash the dishes. And I said, okay, before I wash the dishes, mom and dad, I'm gonna go use the restroom. And I would camp out in the restroom for a couple hours. And when I'd come out, all the chores were done by my older sister. So it was, it was perfect. But you see, that's not the right thing to do as a kid. And um, rather, as children, we are to put ourselves under the authority of our parents and do what they ask of us. Because ultimately, obedience to our parents models obedience to the Lord. That's why Paul says, in the Lord. So, when we're obedient to our parents, as we're obedient to the Lord, listen, it honors God and it pleases him because it's the right thing to do. You know, our parents, they sacrifice so much for us. I mean, they give us food. The kids over here are listening right here. You know, our parents give us food. They give us a roof over our head, you know. They give us clothes, money, their time, their attention. They sacrificed everything for us. And listen, God sacrificed everything for us at the cross. So why do we obey our parents? Because it's the right thing to do. Why do we obey the Lord? Because it's the right thing to do. So Paul goes on to say, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. You know, honoring means to value highly, to hold to the highest regard, to the highest respect. So children, therefore, should hold their parents to the highest possible regard and respect. That's the attitude that we should have towards our parents, respect, you know. 
And you know, Paul here, he's making, a, he's making a reference to Exodus 20, verse 12. He says, honor your father and mother that it may go well with you in the land. You know, he says this is the first commandment that's with the promise. And the promise is that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. You know, sometimes when people read this, some take this as an individual promise. They say, man, if I just be obedient to my parents, I'm going to live a long, happy life. And, but we've got to remember here that Exodus 20, the Ten Commandments, was written to the nation of Israel, right? And what it's saying is that when a child grows up having reverence and respect towards their parents, the nation as a whole will prosper. And the same is true even now, right? You know, when a child learns the habits of order and obedience towards their parents, they will have the foundation for respecting the authority of their leaders, and they'll have the foundation of respecting the rights of others. And more importantly, they'll have the foundation of what it means to be obedient to the Lord. Church, you know, just think about our nation today. How many times do we see people breaking the laws, you know, not respecting the rights of other people around them? And you know why? It's because most of the times they are never taught to honor, respect their parents. Children who respect and obey their parents will grow to build a society that's ordered and productive while a generation that's undisciplined and disobedient will make a destructive society. So all you teenagers and you know, our children over here that, are, that are here today, I want to encourage you to obey and honor your parents. So Paul then moves his attention from the children to the parents. He says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, I'm going to stop here. I know what some of you might be thinking. Who is this 23-year-old punk trying to tell me how to parent? And you know, I get it. And the cool thing is, I'm actually going to be a parent this coming September. You know, my wife and I were expecting and so as I was writing out this sermon, I was thinking, man, that's good. That's good. I'm going to remember that. So, so I'm, not, I'm not preaching to you guys, but I'm also preaching to myself here. So like I said, he says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the, in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So the word here for fathers, you know, it, it's usually referred to as male parents, you know, and but it's sometimes used within the scriptures for parents in general, right? And so, you know, we can, we can assume this because Paul has been speaking to both parents the preceding verses. You know, he's been talking about husbands and wives. He said parents. He said children, obey your parents. So it's likely, you know, that he still has both parents in mind in verse 4. So he starts with the negative command. He says, parents... Do not provoke your child to anger. And one commentator suggests that this is a repeated, ongoing action that gradually builds up a deep-seated anger and resentment that grows, that grows to become outward hostility. 
and this commentary that I was using, it goes out to list multiple things that parents can do to possibly provoke their child to anger. You know, it includes things like overprotection, hovering, being a helicopter parent, not trusting your child to do and make their own decisions. You know, it go, another thing listed out was favoritism. When we choose another child over the other, you know, pushing achievement beyond the reason, you know, which causes the child to grow up thinking nothing they will ever do will be good enough. Failing to sacrifice their time for their child, their energy. Discouragement, they never encourage your child or, or abuse. You know, all these are all things that provoke a child to anger. So parents, we need to consistently be examining our hearts and praying to be an example of Christ to our children. And we need to be careful not to do these things, not to provoke them to this kind of anger. So now we get to the positive command. He says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. You know, the highest duty, the absolute highest duty of the parent, not the youth minister, not the children's minister, but the parent, the highest duty is to point their child to Christ. It says, he says to bring them up in discipline, which implies that we need to train children to have the right behavior we need to correct the bad behavior because we love our child. Instruction. He says, bring them up in discipline and instruction. The word instruction here means putting in the mind. Parents, we have the responsibility of teaching our children the word of God and how it applies to their lives. And, you know, this includes simply being an example of Christ's likeness to them. So it includes, you know, we have to sit down with our kids and open up the Word of God with them and, and say, look, this is what the Word of God says. Here's how it applies. You know, it says, hey, I'm going to church. Bring your, come on, we're going to church today. That's, 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 that's our duty as a parent, to bring our child up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. It's our highest duty. Parents, we should care more about our child's loyalty to Christ more than anything else more than education more than sports more than their work or their career but only to Christ so parents that are here today grandparents let's point our children to Christ and so you know, I like to keep my, my application pretty simple. You know, I, I like to, um, to, make it, to make it easy to follow. And so there's, there's one thing I want you to leave with here, here today is this. One, children of all ages obey and honor your parents. When they ask you to do something, when they ask you to wash the dishes or when they ask you to take the trash out, you know, or when they ask you to come over and help them fix their sink, don't give them that lip. You know, don't, don't back talk. Don't ignore them. 
but do it. Show them the respect. Do it because they asked you to do it, because it's right. And don't do it not only just for your parents, but do it for the Lord. You know, Colossians 3.23 says this, whatever you do, work heartedly as for the Lord and not for men. Children, we can bring glory to the Lord as we obey our parents, by the way we treat, you know, by the way we obey our parents. Number two is this. Parents, grandparents, guardians, take responsibility for your child to walk with Jesus. Discipline them. Teach them obedience. Teach them how to live for Christ. And folks, I can testify before you today that you know, if it wasn't for my parents living out the gospel, I wouldn't be standing here today. You know, Proverbs 22, verse 6 says this. Train up a child in the way he should go. And even when he is old, he will never depart. Parents, let's train up our children to follow Jesus. And number three is this. I know there's some of you here thinking, man, I don't have kids. Or my kids are grown up and out of the house. How does this apply to me? Well, it does apply to you. Because you can be partnering with our parents to help them bring up their children in the Lord. You know, I testify to you again. Look, I have a long list of adults that were there by my side other than my parents that were there by my side pouring into me, teaching me the word of God. And not only pouring into me, but pouring into my parents. You know, they helped my parents know what, know what they need to be doing, you know. So if you're thinking that, I encourage you to get involved in the lives of our children, in the lives of our teenagers. Get involved with those young families. Help with Awanas. Come, come to our Wednesday night Bible study for youth. You know, you know, go to youth camp. Go to preteen camp. Gene said go to VBS. Volunteer for VBS. You know, take younger families out to lunch after church. Pour into them. Church, let's be a, let's be a place that continues to pour into the next generation. So, I want to close with this. Maybe you're here today and you're thinking, man, I'm not that child I need to be. Or man, I'm not that parent that I should be. Or I'm not pouring into the next generation like I should be. Listen, the Bible says that when you, when you, um, when you repent of your sins, when you confess your sins to the Lord, he is faithful and just to forgive. And you can do that. And you can commit today to being that person that God has called you to be. Or maybe you're here today and you said, John, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never given my life to Jesus. I've never trusted in God. Well, listen, there is a heavenly parent. In fact, our heavenly father who is the perfect parent 
and loves each and every one of you perfectly and loves you so much that he sent us one and only son to die for you so that you can be forgiven and that you can become his child. See, here's the thing, guys. When God created everything, he created it to be perfect. We're, we're created to have a perfect relationship with the Lord. And what happened was sin entered into the world. And sin messed everything up. When we sin, it's like us saying to God, you don't know what's best for me. I want to live my way. And when we sin, it hurts our relationship with the Lord. Next to her, we're his enemies. Sin, sin is a serious thing. But the good news is, is that God sent his one and only son. So who may ever believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're here today, you never trusted in Jesus, don't wait. Come up here. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to show you how. Or maybe you're here today and you just need some prayer. Come up here. I'd love to pray with you. Maybe you're looking to join the, join the church. Join the church. Come up here. I'd love to show you how. Guys, let's be a people. Point our next generation to Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for who you are. God, thank you for parents, how much they sacrifice for us. And God, as a child myself, I pray that I can be the child that you want me to be. As a future parent, I pray that I can be the parent that you want me to be, Lord. God, thank you for Jesus. And when he's dead at the cross, that we can have life, true life, in his name. Thank you. In his name I pray. Amen.